0: All right, are we ready? All right, man, we're a little overmodulated there, sir. A little bit. Oh my God, I don't even know what's going on. Jay nice. Seinfeld is in the house and taking over. Hey everybody, I'm Kyle Rizdal. Welcome back to Make Me Smart, where we make the day make sense. Jay's like sitting <laughs> there rocking out.
1: And I am Kimberly oh Adams. Thank God. you for everyone who chose to join us on this Monday, January the 22nd, which is pretty chilly in many parts of the country, including here in D.C.
0: It's fifty-nine degrees in Los Angeles. We're dying, man. Kidding me? Of of cold? Yes. And it's raining. Oh. Bless your little hearts. I know. I'm so sorry. I know.
1: I'm sorry. I know. That, oh,
0: was, that's genuine. Awesome. that look, was genuine. That was genuine. You're, you're wearing a sweatshirt. I'm wearing a sweatshirt. This is a sweatshirt yeah, day. This is look awesome. At this. It is.
1: I'm trying to nice. be cozy, man. dying. Make I me hear cozy. <laughs> I, make me cozy. We should
0: do an episode called Make Me Cozy. Yes, make me cozy. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, oh, oh man. All right. So we will do what we usually do on a Monday, a little news, a little smiles, uh, and uh, and then we'll get out y'all's way. So what do you got?
1: Uh, I have, you know, of course, uh, as everybody knows at this point, uh, Ron DeSantis has dropped out of the GOP primary, endorsed former President Donald Trump as, um, you know, there weren't a lot of options there. He didn't really see a path (laughs) forward to success in that primary. So now it's just Trump and Haley. But uh, one of the things when I was reading the Washington Post story about this today, they made passing reference to something that I hadn't been following super closely just because I wasn't sort of deep in the nuances of the DeSantis campaign. But then I found a deeper article about this in the conversation. So. There are all sorts of allegations of severe uh, campaign finance violations by the PAC associated the super PAC associated with Ron DeSantis' campaign. Mm -hmm. It's Never Back Down. And I'm just going to read here from The Conversation. The Conversation is a website that publishes articles by academics uh, in their area of expertise. So Barbara Trish, who is a professor of political science at Grinnell College, wrote this piece. Never Back Down, the Ron DeSantis Super PAC, played an outsized role in the Iowa caucus's campaign for the Florida governor. Its impact on the results, in which DeSantis came in second to former President Donald Trump, likely remain an open question, but one thing is sure, it mocked the already weak regulatory framework governing money in politics. So just step back for a second. Super PACs are allowed to exist. They can raise unlimited money. They can spend unlimited money. Citizens United case, that's what that was all about. But they're not supposed to coordinate directly with the campaigns. And they've done all sorts of shenanigans over the years, like a candidate will post on their campaign website all of this un, you know, branded B-roll so that any super PAC can take it and use it, or they'll list their campaign, they'll telegraph their campaign strategy and let the super PAC deal it, Do, do whatever they want with it. So in this one here, I'm reading again, in the 2024 Iowa caucuses campaign, the DeSantis backing super PAC staked out some new territory by largely funding the candidates ground game, recruiting and training organizers in Iowa and setting them out early to engage Iowa Republicans face to face. But the new territory didn't stop there. Never backed down, appeared to disregard the ban on coordination with the campaign. Um, they. Boldly posted online its memo laying out a proposed strategy for the candidate mm-hmm, before the GOP mm-hmm, debate. That, yeah. it never back down appears to have helped pay for the candidate's air travel, according to The Washington Post. It recruited donors to contribute directly to the campaign and sponsored candidate events where it picked up the food tab for registered attendees, among many other things. Campaign Legal Center has filed a complaint to the FEC. The FEC has been famously toothless on this issue. But... If this is what's happening in the caucuses, right, this early, you can imagine that unless the FEC really comes down hard on never back down, which it's unlikely that they will, given the FEC, um, we can expect to see even more flagrant violations in the, you know, general election.
0: Campaign finance regulation in our system is a joke. Full stop fight me Absolutely. on that i i will die on and that i hill. will not you know it's I it's will not. amazing it's amazing yeah and and so, and, appal- and appalling by the way yeah and so
1: appalling. i would highly recommend folks read this uh it's pretty astonishing but just worth remembering this is it's not supposed to work this way there actually yep. are laws on the book books and it's yet another example of laws don't mean much without enforcement mechanisms exactly. so
0: Exactly. Um, So I've got two, uh, neither quick, but both of note. Number one, we Mm -hmm. all know that Boeing is having all kinds of problems with the uh, 737-9 Max and also now the 737-900 ER because they have that door plug. It's a really big problem for a major manufacturer in this economy, and we've all known that for a while. Bloomberg reports today that Scott Kirby, the CEO of United, has gotten the CEO of Boeing. Um, uh, Boeing on the phone and given him a piece of his mind. Vents frustrations is the very polite way that is being put. (laughs) And let me just say that when you are a Boeing manufacturer, when you manufacture airplanes and United is pissed off at you, that is not great. That is not great. And it goes back to something that I think I said on this podcast when, when this news first broke. You know, one of my kids said to me dad why can't they all just go to airbus and setting aside for a second the production lags and the timelines and the fact that there just aren't enough airbus workers and factories to make as many planes as we need look boeing's in a jam and if they decide not to buy any more if united decides not to buy any more boeing planes that's a really big problem it's a really big problem. And, and let me just say, not just for Boeing, but for this whole economy. Right. Boeing has a an ecosystem of suppliers and subcontractors and sub, 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 sub subcontractors, which is enormous, which I would I would guarantee rivals the auto industry. And so it's just not great. Not great news at all for reals,
1: is the defense side of things enough to cover I, them? I don't
0: maybe maybe i mean look boeing's a big player in defense but still civil mm-hmm. aviation and those civilian aircraft right I, it's a big deal i don't know yeah don't it is know. i don't know mm. um okay so there's the that next one my other one is just a cautionary tale and news came this afternoon that dexter king has died he was the the um second son and third youngest. child of, mm. uh, and the youngest child of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and Coretta Scott King. And I mention it because he died of complications from prostate cancer. And he was only mm. 62 years old. And Lloyd Austin, the Secretary of Defense, who I believe is 70 years old now, uh, also has been hospitalized, as you know, because we talked about it, for prostate cancer. Right. And number one, if you're a man and you're old enough, you're going to get prostate cancer, so get it checked. But number two, health outcomes for black men in particular with ailments such as these are incredibly bad, and it's incredibly sad that this has happened now to Dexter King and has happened to General Secretary Austin and who knows how many other uh, black American males who aren't getting it checked, don't get it checked for whatever reason. Get it checked. It's it's, it's no fun, but get it checked. 62 is yes. too young, man. you kidding me. That's crazy.
1: I mean, similar things with heart disease and right, the outcomes right, right. for black american right, men in right. particular. My dad died at 59 really? of a heart attack. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. Um I think my friends, my best friends' uh father passed uh, you know around that same window and like it's there are a lot of uh, healthcare outcomes yep. that skew pretty bad for yep. black people in general, but black men in particular, yep. and there's research uh, layering on just sort of like the stress of existing as a mm-hmm. black man in mm-hmm. America.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Adds adds to that as well. Yeah. So yes, 100% on what you said. Now we really need smiles. Yeah, really. Let's do it.
0: <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> okay, what do you got?
1: Okay, so I was down to the wire trying to find a making smile (laughs) and thankfully came across this. So ever since I discovered that these creatures existed as a child, I have been a huge fan of manatees. I think they're great. They're so cute and wonderful and large and ponderous and innocent and don't deserve to be run over by motorboats. but very, very cute. And so there are all these efforts obviously in Florida and elsewhere to protect the manatees and preserve them and rebuild their habitats and save them and love manatees. Very, very cute. So was very happy to see a post from Blue Spring State Park in Florida where a lot of manatees hang out and they count them. And they had a record breaking morning at Blue Spring State Park in Orange City, Florida, yesterday that They had a grand total of 932 manatees that they counted. Their previous record on New Year's Day 2024 was 736. And then they have a photo of all the manatees in a little lagoon hanging out. Well, not all 932 of them, but a bunch of them hanging out looking adorbs. So Hmm. that made me smile.
0: That's great. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. All uh, right. Yours? Mine is a little uh, little uh, uh, zeitgeisty. It's a little bit of uh, you know political news with a little bit of humor. So as you mentioned a minute ago, uh, Ron DeSantis is no longer uh, a candidate for president of the United States. He dropped out before the New Hampshire primary, which is, of course, tomorrow, depending on when you're listening to this. And DeSantis made a video, gave a speech in which he quoted Winston Churchill as saying this, success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts. Of course, people check that, and it turns out, according to the International Churchill Society, that Winston Churchill never said that. Now, that's not that my make me smile. You could you could get hoisted on the batard of misquoting Churchill or Lincoln or whatever. It just happens. I get it. These things mm-hmm. get passed around, and, and I totally understand. The beautiful part of this one, the the chef's kiss part of this, is that it turns out that that quote again, success is not final, failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts. It's from a Depression era advertisement for Anheuser Busch beer. <laughs> I come on.
1: Come Additional on. Additional context. Man. Go ahead. Come on. You no, go I, 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 will not, I will
0: not even disparage Anheuser-Busch beverages. I will not even do that. It's just, it's too delicious. Come on.
1: Well, no, it's it's because DeSantis went after Anheuser-Busch oh, well. along with. Oh, did Pat he go after Anheuser-Busch other... Bush as
0: well? He went after Disney oh, for sure. Gosh. Did he go after Anheuser-Busch?
1: Because of the Dylan Mulvaney
0: thing. Oh, my God. Oh, I had forgotten that. Oh my yes. lord. Now you have to explain to people what that was.
1: Okay, hold on. I think they mention it in this piece in The Atlantic. Let me just oh, read what so they funny. what they have. Yes, hold Of on. course. It was by the um, Oh my god.
0: You right. you, you one up the mic uh, make me smile. No, more power <laughs> to you. That's great. Go on.
1: Here it is from The Atlantic. DeSantis critics pointed out that he ordered a state probe of Anheuser Busch last year. It sounds too strange to be true, but it happened. A white Wing rage mob objected to Bud Light's brand deal with Dylan Mulvaney, a transgender social media influencer, and the ensuing boycott dented sales of the beer weighing heavily weighing on the parent company's stock amid this oust outburst of transphobia, DeSantis told his government to investigate whether Bud had breached legal duties owed to oh my its God.
0: shareholders. That, read the damn article, guy. That is so much more perfect than I had even imagined it could be. <laughs> oh, my Lord, I love that. Oh, that's... that. That's, mm. that, that's oh. huh, Okay, then. Well. <laughs> Let's go. Let's just go out on that little just bit of yes. perfectness. Just, ma-
1: All right, that is it for us today. Join us tomorrow for our weekly deep dive, which will be probably a little less petty. Uh, This week, we are talking about the economics of the nursing home industry. It's a very serious thing. Uh, And the role of private equity in particular. And this is something that many of us are going to need to deal with, either for ourselves or for our loved ones. So definitely stay tuned.
0: Till then, though, keep the comments and the questions coming. You can leave us a message at 508-UBSMART or email me at smart at market place.org. That gets to us.
1: Make Me Smart is produced by Port- Courtney Bergseeker. Jeez. Uh, today's program was engineered by Jay Seabold. Ellen Rolfus writes our news t- newsletter. I can't talk today. Jeez. Our intern is Thalia Menchaca.
0: Marissa Cabrera is our senior producer. Bridget Bodner is the director of podcast. Francesca Levy is the executive director of Digital.
1: least you can talk today.
0: Well, slowly and in very short bursts.
1: We all want to be our best selves, but it can be an expensive journey. From experimenting with alternative medicine. I was working with a natural, holistic nutritionist and never really thought about the cost. To splurging on fast fashion. I was spending like all my tips. I was definitely spending like... $200 a week. I'm Rima Jerez, host of Marketplace's This is Uncomfortable. This season, we explore the cost of self-care and the real motivations behind our spending choices. Listen to This is Uncomfortable wherever you get your podcasts.